G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. We're going to be talking to the author of a new book called In the Cool of the Day. Do you ever wonder where God is in the journey of your life? Do you yearn for more and wonder at the way that some seem to be able to saturate themselves in the love of Jesus? and the life-changing aspects of his word. Well, our special guest today has just released her new book, where she explores how we immerse ourselves in a daily moment with God our Creator and highlights the value of spending time in the presence of God. Nicole Zock's book is called In the Cool of the Day, and she describes it as food for the hungry, water for the thirsty, and a beautiful, gentle invitation to take up the daily walk with God, to pray, commune, and discover more of His majesty, love, and grace. Nicole is a pastor based in country Victoria, and Nicole is our guest through this coming hour. Nicole, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege to be uh, joining your program. I'm very excited. Nicole, this is your second book. And uh, just get a little context here. Your first book, Having Faith, the story of your nine-year journey from infertility to motherhood. And uh, your second one, about that longing for the presence of God. Uh, just recount for us, if you can, maybe briefly, but, you know, your first book and your journey and the challenges that you've faced in your life. Yeah, well, um, my first book was really birthed, as you say, out of this deep yearning to be a mum. And it kind of goes into the the experience that I had uh, growing up in a legalistic uh, church environment, a church that really... um, did not, uh, you know, point people to Jesus Christ, but rather, you know, we were bound by a lot of legalism. We were really bound by rules and regulations. And it was what I describe as the unlikely gift of barrenness that actually brought me into a newfound relationship with the triune of God. And so what I really love is that, you know, part of our Christian walk is all about refinement, isn't it? <laughs> we go through uh, it's so often a refiner's fire. Uh, we sometimes go through a wilderness journey, you know, en route to the promised land, if you like. Um, and, you know, sometimes we uh, like the clay that the potter has to remold and reshape or the vine that the vineyard has to prune. And, you know, um, and so that's my story in having faith. It was really out of 
the unlikely, you know, the, what I see as an unlikely gift of barrenness that uh, I, I, I found Jesus and um, I moved out of legalism and I found freedom in Christ. And, you know, I think I, I also love the fact that, you know, our mess, it can really become a message of hope and our test. It can become a testimony of God's faithfulness. And so, um, yeah, having faith is all about, you know, that journey that for me it was a wilderness journey that wilderness journey of discovering Jesus um, through a really painful uh, journey of desperately wanting to be a mum and also having to you know go through that whole re-understanding of who I am in a in a faith capacity who am I as a child of God's um, you know I I didn't know Jesus growing up I I only knew God the Father. Um, ironically, I prayed through Jesus, but uh, that was a more of a taught thing. And I only found Jesus through um, through this journey of infertility to, to motherhood. Nicole, we might touch on your religious experience shortly. And uh, I know some listeners will be thinking, what yeah. is this church movement she's talking about? And uh, some will say, well, that was something that used to be called a cult. And I know there's an amazing story that goes along with it. But for a foundation for our conversation today... I know that listeners will be impressed to hear that feeling good is not a prerequisite for intimacy with God. And I wonder if you've got a thought here that when you're going through those valleys, those hard times, uh, those places of isolation, that maybe that's the invitation that God is giving us uh, towards intimacy with himself. Yes, I, I absolutely would agree with that. Um, you know, I think that the call for intimacy is, it is certainly not based on our feelings. There has been many a time where, uh, the last thing I feel like doing is going for what I, what I call my cuppa with my papa, walk and talk in the cool of my day, uh, you know, moments of, of just going and walking and, and having, uh, conversations with him. But it's always in those spaces where he just uh, meets you exactly where you're at. You know, it's in those places of being in valley moments that actually, um, I actually think that is where you can hear God, God's voice even more. You know, God's voice, he's in the loud sometimes when he needs to be. But more often than not, it's that quiet whisper that we hear the voice of God. I love that that's, you know, that scripture in Eli uh, that when God is talking to Elijah in the book of Kings, where, you know, it was in the whisper that God was. And I actually think, you know, if you think about a whisper, um, it, you sometimes have to lean in really close to hear that voice, don't you? You have to, you know, come in even closer into that space of intimacy to hear his voice. And so I actually think that it's in those moments where, you know, you're feeling that frustration, you don't know your, your, your God-ordained destiny path, or you're going through some sort of trial or testing that we can lean in even closer and just walk with him. And he is just going to draw us into gentle conversations in that space. And the title of your book, In the Cool of the Day. Now, I'm imagining that that's a reference back to Genesis, uh, the Adam and Eve walking in the garden in the cool of the day and having that wonderful intimacy with God. Is that where the title of the book comes from? 
Yes, absolutely. You know, it was it was really birthed out of um, literally going for a walk one day with the Lord. And um, he was just saying, Nick, I just want you to uh, write down our God conversations, because the thing with the God conversations that I the, the collection that I bring into this book, I think they're relatable to everyday Christians. We all might struggle at a different times in our life with things like perfectionism, things like unworthiness. Um, we might, you know, struggle in the wait, waiting for God's further instruction, not knowing whether we're quite on the right pathways. All of these type of um, things that we, we go through, these journeys that we go through as Christians, they actually just were part of my daily walks. And so a collection of those have entered into this book. And in your book, the way you're unpacking those senses, those uh, positions, uh, those postures, I think you call them spiritual postures. And and you've looked at some of the stories of uh, some of the characters we're really familiar with in the New Testament, the Marys of the New Testament. Uh, mm. You've got Mary, the mother of Jesus. You've got Mary Magdalene. You've got Mary of Bethany. And, uh, you know, sometimes we get confused which Mary we're talking about. But, but you've been able to talk about and explore the postures that these different Marys had in their intimacy with Jesus. Yeah, I I really love the fact, you know, if if you look at Mary of Bethany, for example, on three different occasions, uh, you can find her abiding at the feet of Jesus. Um, And so she makes up the abiding posture where, where, you know, we are called in to just sit at his feet, to just sit, to just put the things, the chores, the things that are, you know, weighing, um, weighing us down, to put those aside and just sit at his feet because it's actually where we're meant to be. It's where we belong at the feet of Jesus to just receive, um, which is a, 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 another posture, in fact, um, of the Marys, which comes in um, with Mary the, Mary, the mother of Jesus. But in the abiding um, posture with Bethany, you know, she just, uh, with Mary of Bethany, she just loves to sit at the feet of Jesus. And you see her weeping at his feet on two other occasions. And then with, you know, Mary uh, Magdalene, you see, uh, you know, the, this woman, she she obviously had, um, I think the Bible says, seven different demonic influences that um, she was released um, under, released from through Jesus. She became a devout follower of Jesus and she was renowned for just waiting by his side. She, you know, remained in vigilant, um, you know, waiting at the tomb and, and out of that waiting posture, she was uh, the first to actually be um, spoken to by the risen king. And she got to communicate with God in, with Jesus in his risen form. So, um, and then you've got Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus, who kind of, um, in my view, she shows us what it looks like to receive our destiny calling, receive our calling on our life, and then, you know, say yes to it. <laughs> say, yes, Lord, I will be the, the one to, to do whatever it is that you're calling us to do. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, is a beautiful illustration of being able to uh, walk out her destiny path as the mother of the risen and the much-anticipated promised Messiah. Interesting, isn't it, that sometimes there are some Christian believers have a reaction to Mary. And so to actually explore Mary, Mary as the mother of Jesus, but as you say, there's all sorts of Marys, Mary Magdalene. 
and there's Mary in the Mary and Martha story, Mary of Bethany, and, uh, you know, waiting and sitting at the feet of Jesus. Uh, the contrast there, of course, Mary and Martha was Martha was too busy and uh, going about her day-to-day activity. This is an interesting one because if you're looking to have this sort of moment with God, intimacy with God, you've got to side with Mary at the feet of Jesus because so many of us will say, I'm too busy, I don't have time. How do you explore that idea that this is the this is a very busy age we live in? Yeah, and it is. And I think that's the beauty of... Um, you know, Mary of Bethany and Martha's story, really, because, you know, I, I certainly can relate to Martha. Um, but I think God is calling for us to sit at his feet, um, or let's not say sit, abide at his feet, regardless of how busy we are, because it can be in our everyday chores that we can still invite Jesus into, um, you know, our daily living, our daily walk with him. It's not about necessarily segregating time with him, although I think that that is really important to nurture that intimate relationship. But it's it's inviting him into our daily um, our daily lives. You know, if you think about it, you know, Jesus, he's our bridegroom. <laughs> you know, there is a, a an eternal intimacy that we get to explore and enjoy with him, and he's inviting us now to um, enter into that deep personal relationship with him and and you know I think about my own relationship my own husband and my relationship we converse throughout the entire day you know even in our busyness we have time to just you know talk about our daily things together and Jesus is inviting us into that as well and there's so many different forms that that could take you know it it's obviously it is you know reading the word of god that is absolutely the perfect place to start with intimacy with God. But if if I can use the illustration of that of a betrothed couple, you know, if it's an arranged marriage, for example, uh, the word of God might be the bio, <laughs> um, if you like, of that person that you're marrying. Um, but Jesus is the word made flesh and his spirit is within us. And that means that, um, you know, we're not betrothed in a, in a, um, a arranged marriage. We have that beautiful, intimate relationship that a couple who are engaged, for example, that getting to know one another season, um, where they're walking and they're enjoying each other's company. They're getting to know each other for that lifelong, um, relationship that's going to to come at the marriage ceremony. I know that listeners will recognise uh, there's something beautiful about the way you are describing this intimacy with Jesus, uh, using the Marys as an illustration. Sometimes you might say, well, uh, here's Nicole writing a heart-to-heart book for women in particular, but I think men will be able to understand these intimacy issues as well. But my suspicion is that you're writing as a woman and that women will probably be the prime ones who will really love to read about the sorts of things you write about. Am I, am I correct in, in assuming that, Nicole, or, or have you got a bigger audience in mind? 
No, I definitely think that it's, um, I, I can see this book going into, you know, um, home groups, women's home groups, um, you know, having a, a bit of a, because each section of the book is divided and there's a question or there's a, um, what I call, um, uh, I don't even know what I call it, um, these moments where you can um, just sort of reflect on what the chapter or the section has uh, brought and they might be an abide section or a wait section or a, a, a receive section. And um, so I definitely think that I've written it um, to nurture women, um, to hopefully encourage women to, to you know, move further into their their ministry roles, that sort of thing. But I absolutely wouldn't want to rule out men because I know that um, a number of guys have read it so far and have totally been able to enjoy, um, you know, the 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 whole intimacy of God and, and be able to yeah, grasp as much as a woman would as well. Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. Our special guest this hour is Nicole Zock. Nicole is the author. It's her second book. This one we're talking about today is called In the Cool of the Day, and it's described as food for the hungry, water for the thirsty, and a beautiful, gentle invitation to take up a daily walk with God, to pray, commune, and discover more of His majesty, love, and grace. Our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. In fact, Nicole, why don't we take a call before we go any further? Alex is in Melbourne. Hi, Alex. Welcome. Well, hello. Good morning. Uh, yes, I'm just re- uh, referring to uh, whether... Uh, uh, sorry. What the, the guest's name? I Nicole. Guest Nicole name. is our guest. Oh, beg your pardon. Yes, uh, Nicole is uh, sort of... Uh, saying it's for women, but actually, I, I read in the Bible it's for everyone. And, and if we can uh, refer to Galatians chapter three, verse twenty-seven or twenty-eight, uh, this was opened up for me because many of the places I, uh, I read uh, Apostle Paul saying brothers, brothers, brothers. I'm thinking, well, where, where are the sisters, you know? But, of course, there are places where there, that is mentioned as well. But basically, uh, and here in uh, verse 27, 28, we read, for as many of you as have been baptised into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. Neither, uh, there is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in the in Christ Jesus, and I was thinking, yes, well, that means when 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 uh, on certain occasions brothers is just mentioned and not sisters. I, I, I'm assuming it's in the heavenly realms, although we're still here. But uh, as you know, we're all seated in Christ in heavenly places, even while we're here. And I'm thinking, well, that's probably the message there. But anyway, that's what I wanted to Alex, what a great contribution. And uh, it is good to draw attention to that scripture there in Galatians. Uh, a thought or two here from Nicole. Nicole, what are your thoughts for Alex? It's actually one of my favourite scriptures, uh, 
Alex. Um, so I'm glad that you point, pointed it out because, yeah, we are all one in Christ. And I just love that Jesus, he was there with the marginalized, wasn't he? He, he really embraced the marginalized and, um, you know, and he, and that is who he is. He wants to be so inclusive and, uh, that is our, our great king. And so I think, um, I think what Neil was asking me in terms of the way I've written the book is probably going to have, um, you know, it's as you can probably hear from the way I speak it's quite flowery um so it's got quite a a, a very descriptive now I'm not going to suggest that men don't like descriptive um you know ways women might speak or anything like that I, I think that lots of people will find this book so encouraging regardless of nationality gender um it, it's it's for everyone to be able to savor and you know have their own cup up with their papa their own journey with God and I think there's pearls of wisdom um that is in this book that everyone's going to enjoy in fact I I, I received a review yesterday from somebody and they said it's taken me a little while to uh, read this book because I'm constantly being pushed back into scripture. And I must admit that that just totally, that eclipsed every other review that I've had. The fact that my book pushes us back into scripture, I feel like my job has been well done <laughs> um, purely to point it back to Jesus. Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith and the one that this book is indeed absolutely written for. Wonderful stuff. And while we've got Alex on the phone still, uh, coming back to that Galatians scripture, and uh, so here we are in Galatians 3, 27 and 28, and uh, the NIV version has uh, an an interesting word, and uh, I've been sort of accustomed to NIV over my uh, Christian experience, but It goes on to say where Paul writes, For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. And if we're talking about intimacy here, I wonder if we've got a thought or two here from you, Nicole, about what that intimacy looks like, because clothing yourself with Christ, that's an interesting way of expressing uh, how you are in relationship to him. Yes, absolutely. And the thing is, you know, we're, we're clothed in Christ, but we're hidden in Christ, Colossians 3 tells us, isn't it? You know, we're hidden inside of him. And I think the clothing is we put on the, the cloak of his righteousness. We put on the cloak of his grace upon us. And, you know, um, my book is comp- constantly pointing us back to the grace that he offers us. That is actually part of our clothing. We get to, um, you know, be clothed in, in that, um, that cloak of his righteousness, his perfection. You know, we are one of my book, one of my titles of, uh, chapter titles is we are, uh, it's called imperfectly perfect because we are imperfectly perfect inside of Jesus, you know, he welcomes us in all our messiness to commune and to have intimacy with with us because as far as you know God sees us we are you know he sees us through the perfect lens of or the or if you want to call it the perfect clothing of our perfect king um and so you know we are underneath all of that that banner but of course there's also that spiritual warfare side of things as well and we need to clothe ourselves Ephesians also talks about in um, Ephesians 6 of clothing ourselves with the armor of God. Um, and it's another piece of the, the clothing that we have as children of God that 
gives us, um, if you like, ammunition um, or an ability to fight whatever comes our way, uh, you know, whatever that might look like in terms of those valley moments that we were talking about earlier. Alex, wonderful to draw attention to Galatians chapter 3 verses 27 and 28 because uh, you do an additional thing today at a time when the nation is divided uh, and there are all sorts of definitions being applied to inclusiveness and, uh, and, and the way that diversity is discussed with a definition along an LGBT line. And, uh, and here you are uh, presenting to us a, a couple of verses in the scripture which describe uh, God's diversity and inclusion, which is true diversity and inclusion. So, Alex, thank you so much for your contribution today. God bless you. Thank you. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. You might like to join our conversation. We're talking about intimacy with God. So let's take another call. Wayne is in Mackay. Hi, Wayne. Hey, how are you, mate? Good, Wayne. What are your thoughts? Mate, I, I, I love doing this, but I make God first priority in my life every day. I just want to spend time with him. I want to cultivate my relationship with him. I want to be able to know how to hear his voice, the way that he speaks to me, and without reading the word, you know that can't happen, but um, either through uh, you're sensing something that God's saying to you, um, yeah, that's most important to me. I won't I won't leave this house, and not only that, but during the day, just, just be able to talk to him, and, um, you know, you can depend on the Holy Spirit totally. He's our best friend. He's a, he's a gentleman, and... Um, yeah, I, I don't know how people can live without him, but, I mean, my upbringing was set by a lot of bad boundaries a long, long time ago, and the Lord's done such a work in my life. He's changed my life forever through this relationship that we can we can have with him, but it hasn't happened automatically or straight away. I believe that the Holy Spirit's been teaching me how to hear his voice, the different ways that he speaks to us through his word, through other people or whatever way he had manifest. And um, I'm open to all that. And it's like being a baby. You Wayne, forever learn. Wayne, you're an inspiration. I've got to cut in because we're not long out from news, but I want to get a thought or two from Nicole here for Wayne and his thoughts. Well, it sounds to me like, Wayne, you know, you've cultivated that um, intimate relationship with the Lord already. And I, and I, you know, you are so right. I think people are looking for that, um, dare I say it, that magic um, uh, formula for hearing the voice of God or the magic formula to, you know, have a greater intimacy with the Lord. But actually it's cultivated by spending much time in his presence. It's cultivated by just desiring his presence, desiring to include him in everything we do, desiring uh, to you know, get his thoughts on a matter, get him to, you know, by spending time, yes, in his word, 100%. I mean, I don't even know if you can have a relationship with the Lord without reading his God-inspired, God-breathed word. It is where you're going to find deep um, understanding of his truths. But then when you get to time to just spend um, long loving him and, you know, coming and drawing close to him, it takes it to that next level of um greater measure of intimacy than you'll know um you know 
in any other format. In fact, why don't we continue to take some calls, Nicole? Penny is in Warrnambool in Victoria. Hi, Penny. Hi, how are you, Neil? Very well, Penny. What are your thoughts? Thanks. Uh, Look, I just wanted to um, really commend Nicole's book to readers. I I purchased it and um, I've read it several times and I decided that I was going to purchase lots of copies for Christmas because it's such an encouragement to find um, someone who's written um, a book about their own intimate journey and made themselves vulnerable. There's something that we can really relate to. And it seems so in sync with the Holy Spirit, how God is leading us at this time and uh, encourage us to really live our faith in such a personal, intimate way. So I just want to say thank you, Nicole, and to encourage any listeners today, if you're looking for a great Christmas present or a birthday present, um, I would highly commend it. It's just such an encouragement. The scripture is rich and and revelation-fueled, and um, you'll just go back and be led to read it more and more. It's so, so full of nuggets of, of where the Lord is leading his people at this time. Well, there's a good sales pitch endorsement. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Nicole, for Penny? <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Penny. What a what a beautiful thing to say. I'm just so uh, thrilled um, that you've been able to jump on and, and uh, endorse this book. And thank you so much for your encouragement and your support. Um, look, I actually... I think it's that is the purpose of this book. You know, I truly believe when God asked me to write it, I was at a stage where I was like, oh, really, Lord, you know, my first book hasn't been embraced. Do you really want me to start a second one uh, when I haven't fully had my first one? I was waiting for a publishing deal with the first one. And so, you know, and he was like, this is a word that my sons and daughters need right now. It is in, it is so in sync, Penny, with the Holy Spirit and where God is leading his bride into that intimate, you know, I describe it in the book like a dance, a waltz where where. Jesus is wanting to lead his bride in a in a new dance and a new bridal dance if you like where we just literally follow his lead in every single step you know and when we're in sync with holy spirit when we're in sync with our bridegroom we know that there's going to be that providence that come in comes into play with that because we know we see that in the the Israelite story when the glory cloud when they were under the glory cloud um or or by the um, the the pillar of fire, when they followed that, they they were in God's providence, in His um, under His banner in that space. Thank you so much to Penny in Warrnambool for your call. Let's take another call. Wendy is in Casino in New South Wales. Hi, Wendy. Good day. Good to Look, hear I'm from so you, Wendy. Enjoying, what are your thoughts? Yes, it's, I'm so enjoying um, listening to this because I think it's it's such a time. It's so important at this particular time. I've got a poem I want to read in a moment on Mary and Martha that the Lord gave me some time ago because I've often struggled with the Mary-Martha syndrome. Sometimes I'm Mary and sometimes I'm Martha, depending on what needs to be done around the place, etc. But um, one of the things I want to say, the reason I think this book is so important at the moment is because we're living in such turbulent times and if ever there is a time to wait on God to hear his direction for our life, 
because our lives really are all in transition at the moment. So many of us are, are in transition and, and we just need to hear his direction that we need to be posturing ourselves, as you, as you say, Nicole, in order Wendy, to do that. And as, you're preparing, that I know, as you're preparing uh, to read us, just, just one or two stanzas of your poem, but let's get a thought here from Nicole because these are hard times. These things with the rising cost of living, interest rates, these are beginning to bite so many people, so many families. These are hard times, and intimacy with God has its own reward, uh, miracles, protections, God's provision, and uh, for people to press in and get intimate with God is a way that they'll be able to see their way clear. But let's get a quick thought or two, but we will hear Wendy's poem just briefly. But, Nicole, your thoughts on hard times. Yeah, and we absolutely, I mean, you only have to look at the world, don't you? And it's, <laughs> it's in a mess. Um, and we are, you know, in this mess, you know, we're not to be, you know. Have we still got you with us, Nicole? Uh, let's just uh, pause while Nicole is resetting there. We've just lost that link for a moment. Still got Wendy on the line, though, from Casino. Uh, Wendy, uh, let's hear your poem. Uh, this is a poem you've okay, written about short, Mary and Martha. It's a short poem. That's okay. Yeah, it's only a short, a short poem. It's called The Kingdom Way. As Mary sat at our Lord's feet, it was a place of rest. Of all the ways that she had seen, she knew that this was best. But Martha had a different way and thought her Lord would see how hard she worked and worried to be the best that she could be. So Jesus spoke to Martha and told her not to fret. He said one thing was needed and she hadn't found it yet. For those that wait upon the Lord as Mary loved to do will find their strength has been renewed and they work much better too. So folks, let's learn this lesson. Not to stress or strain each day for God declared a rest for us as we live the kingdom way. Wonderful stuff, Wendy. Uh, really appreciate that. We do have Nicole back with us. Nicole probably didn't get the, the fullness of your poem, but uh, but Wendy, I want to say thank you so much uh, for taking some time to call through, and uh, we'll talk again another day, no doubt. But Wendy in Casino, thank you so much for joining us on 2020. Hey, we've got Nicole. Nicole, I uh, hope we don't drop out anymore. And uh, you were talking about... Uh, the hard times uh, that Wendy raised, uh, you had a thought or two there. If you've got your line of thinking there back with what intimacy with God can mean for people who are facing hard times, any thoughts here? Yeah, so um, sorry, I'm not sure if it, I obviously uh, yeah, fell out there um, at some point, so I'm not sure what part I was talking to myself. <laughs> but um, what I was basically saying, and in the hard times, you know, we are in this season of hard times right now. And I love that scripture where it talks where, you know, Noah, he was on God assignment. And I truly believe we're in a season right now where we're on God assignment, whatever that might look like. And so even in our struggles, it's about knowing um, the pathways, knowing the, the, the destinies of what God is wanting to do. And even even in those struggles, you know, that testing that becomes um, a, a, a testimony, you know, we broadcast whatever God has been doing in our lives because of the, the refining seasons that we've gone through. And so I think that, um, you know, I think that that's the, the times of struggles is 
quite often where the birthing, um, it's the birthing, the labour uh, of, of the promised uh, things to come. And it's in those moments that um, God is really refining your faith journey um, and and going to be able to use you in, you know, in the greater, the greater good of his plans. I wonder if we're talking sometimes about prerequisites of how you recognize the hand of God at work in your life, the way you bring your petitions, your requests before God. It's going to happen in times of intimacy, isn't it? But out of that, uh, if there is fruit from the intimacy with God, it's going to be miracles, It's going to be his protection on us. It's going to be his provision when there is a lack. And while we've been talking about those biblical truths and gleaned from the testimonies of those three Marys, you've got your own collection of God conversations in your book and the miraculous encounters that you've experienced in the cool of the day. I wonder if you've got a a thought or two how that provision and protection and those miracles come as a result of your intimacy with God. Yeah, and, and the thing is with um, in the cool of the day, it can mean any time of the day. It, it can mean anything really to anybody. In the cool of the day doesn't necessarily mean that everyone now has to get their joggers on and <laughs> start to walk and talk at five in the morning because we're all going to have our, a, a different, um, you know, we're all unique. We are all different. We're created differently. So these are my God conversation moments of a couple with a pup, my papa in the mornings. Um, and, you know, I think that it's really important to, to say that miracles and, you know, um, provision and protection, amazingly, that we often think of miracles as a, a definite um, quantifiable thing, don't we? That you're, there's going to be an end result of a, a yes moment almost. But quite often in my experience with the Lord is it's been in in times of him saying no that actually have created the most amazing providence it's him saying you know hold wait 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 um you know that then doors are opened up at the right time it's important for us to to understand that waiting is part of our journey and and the part of the listening that then opens the right doors for us to walk through and so from, you know, from a waiting perspective, I, I remember a, a season where financially we were, you know, really needing, we'd just built a new home and we thought the best option was to actually make it more of a spec home. My, my husband's a builder and, you know, start again. But the Lord just kept saying, wait, wait, wait. And it was about a year later of just sitting at his feet and saying, Lord, the better option in my view is to sell our property for, a, a, you know, a small profit and start again where it's more financially viable and the Lord was like no I want you to wait and at the moment for a, a year I waited we waited my family and I we waited and then all of a sudden the Lord said now and unbeknownst to us uh, property the pro- the property market in our region had doubled the value of our house in that one year um, season of waiting 
Well, so here a no, if you like, became God's providence. So we hear a yes, a no, or a wait. And you won't know whether there's a yes. You won't know whether there's a, a no. And you won't know when to move after waiting if you're not having those times of the, in the cool of the day waiting on God, actually having a determined, intentional time of just reflecting and receiving, and as we re- reflected in that earlier scripture, clothing yourself in Christ. Uh, these are the things. These are the things that happen when you've got this intimacy. Yes, absolutely. And you know, there are miracles. Like I, I mentioned, a story where I was, you know, my daughter. She, here, here, I have a, a little, a little child. She was about three weeks of age. I'd waited nine years to have her, and I'm about to walk across um, a busy intersect. And you know, the miraculous took place. I, me, in my absent-minded, lack of sleep kind of motherhood moment, went across, not seeing the oncoming traffic, and literally the pram and my myself was were picked up off the the street and placed on the curb and I looked around to you know thank whoever was nearby who did this for me and there was nobody around so it had to have been an angelic miraculous moment where God supernaturally if you like lifted me and um, transported us back onto the curb into safety so you have these miraculous moments absolutely Um, but quite often it's it's that intimate space of just being in his presence and allowing him to be God, like he is in control, allowing him to be, you know, giving him permission. Because someone mentioned before, he's a gentleman, allowing our, the gentleman, Jesus, to be able to go before us, to be our rear guard, to be the one who orchestrates, you know, our God, he never sleeps nor slumbers. He's there working tirelessly in the background of our lives. Yes, one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Let's take another call. Michael is in in Maruya in New South Wales. Hi. Oh, actually, we've got Karen. Karen. No, it's, it's Karen. He's his wife. Love. <laughs> Hi, Karen. Yes, welcome How along, Karen. Neil? Good. What are your thoughts? I got I got something from Nicole. Just quickly, a short reading from I think it's Habakkuk. It was from the weekend's our uh, bulletin from Mass from church. Uh, it's got from Habakkuk. How long, Lord? Am I to cry for help while you will not listen? To cry oppression in your ear and you will not save. Why do you set injustice before me? Why do you look on where there is tyranny? Outrage and violence, this is all I see. All this contention, discord, flourishes, and the Lord answered and said, Write the vision down, inscribe it on tablets to be easily read, since this vision is for its own time only. Eager for its own fulfilment, it does not deceive. It comes slowly. Wait. For come it will, without fail. See how he flags who, whose soul is not at rights, but the upright man will live by his faithfulness. That's the word of God. Wonderful stuff, Karen, and and you've brought to us a little extra context. A lot of people will know that scripture about writing the vision down, but in that context of waiting and where are you, Lord, in all of the things that are happening in my life right now. A thought or two here from Nicole for Karen. Yeah, I love that scripture, Karen, and that 
actually I write about it in one of my chapters called Herald the Revelation. <laughs> and, you know, and it, it was that particular scripture was actually birthed out of another collection of walking and talking with God in the cool of the day because he had asked me to um to to leave my my job, my ministry work in a Baptist church and um and I was like, but the, but Lord, I, I love my job. You know, where am I going? And the Lord said, I, I'm not giving you the answer to, to where you're going, but I, I'm going to take you on a journey. And it was kind of like that idea of Abraham, you know, he, he, he left his country with only a promise. And so I left my role with only a promise of what God is going to do next. And, you know, so many amazing things have happened since that moment. And in fact, God, I, we went into lockdown here in Victoria for two years. So it was like this, again, God's perfect timing coming into, into play. But it was, it was that season of just heralding whatever the promise was that God had for my ministry and saying, okay, God, you've got a plan and purpose for asking me to step away. Now I, I have to walk out my faith and trust that you're going to lead me to where you want me to go next. Karen, thank you so much for your call. And time has run out. Uh, I want to ask you, though, uh, before I let you go, uh, when we talk about uh, having confidence in God, knowing what the Lord says, uh, there's something special in this because how can you have confidence in God in what he is speaking into your heart? How can you know what the Lord is saying to you unless you have a time of intimacy? There's something very special about the fact that you set a time, set aside some time for intimacy. Nicole, some will be saying, I, I always intend to turn over a new leaf and start doing that. What are your thoughts for that person who's saying, I really haven't got any particular time in my day or I'm not going for a walk in the cool of the day. I'd love to start that afresh. How would I do it? What are your thoughts for that person? I would say that... Um it's part of who we actually are. I, I see walking and talking with God is part of our our heritage. Um, we were born with intimacy in mind. We were born to actually live <laughs> in the Garden of Eden with God. And so that was our the original intent for us. And so it's coming back to those roots and saying this is a non-negotiable, this intimacy with God. It, the, the truth of the matter is it does take... Um, you know, a discipline in one respect, but the, 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 the gift of intimacy with God far outweighs the, um, the, any discipline on our behalf. It becomes something that, you know, it's, it's my favorite thing to do is to be in his, in his, um, presence. And I know that I'm not alone in that. I know that this is who we actually are. And if we can look at ourselves as belonging to God, as having, you know, our DNA as, as one of his children and that he longs to spend time of intimacy in our presence, we can then just, you know, uh, that, that yearning to be at his feet, abiding, waiting, receiving directly from our Lord and Saviour, it becomes something that's second nature and we can't do without it, you know. Um, I, I would just say go and, and spend time in his presence, make a conscious effort. But, uh, you know, I, I hate the idea of having to strive. At the same time, God is inviting us. It's an invitation to commune in his presence. And he, he just wants to spend time with his children. And he's inviting us to. There's and no. It's up to us to take up that invitation. No rod across anyone's back, but that voluntary 
that's uh, intentional. Setting some time aside for intimacy with God is going to pay dividends, uh, as we were saying, with miracles, protections and provision. Nicole Zock's new book is called In the Cool of the Day. You can find Nicole on her website, N-I-C-O-L-E-Z-O-C-H, NicoleZock.com. And Nicole's book, In the Cool of the Day, for those longing for God's presence and wanting to immerse themselves in a daily moment with their creator. And Nicole tells her story in her first book too called Having Faith. NicoleZock.com. Nicole, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.